I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new Season 3, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Where KSL offers Utah deeper insights on the news. Host Boyd Matheson divides rage from reason and elevates the conversation on issues crucial to our community. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Well, Senator Joe Manchin has said no to Build Back Better, President Biden's big social spending and climate bill. But is the bill completely dead? Maybe, maybe not. But I think there are actually some positives in here for Democrats and for the country. If we look beyond the headlines, let's begin. Think you know the news of the day? Think again. Well, as we've been covering, of course, uh, the big brouhaha has been brewing between progressive Democrats and moderate Democrats. That's where the battle really has been uh, over the course of the last six months, really, as it relates to spending bills. Uh, Senator Manchin over the weekend, of course, indicated that uh, he's done with Build Back Better. He just cannot get there, cannot support it. Uh, And we've been breaking it down in terms of all the different lessons from policy to politics to communication. Now, there are some important lessons, I think, to be learned in all of this, some things that actually could prove to be good for Democrats and for the president's agenda. And I think things that we all should be asking for and talking about when it comes to what's going on in our nation's capital. So yesterday on CNN, Senator Bernie Sanders, now he's an independent from Vermont. He caucuses with the Democrats. Uh, he uh, called out Joe Manchin on the vote on that he would not support Build Back Better. If he doesn't have the courage to do the right thing for the working families of West Virginia and America. Let them vote no in front of the whole world. All right, so that's uh, that's Bernie Sanders uh, weighing in yesterday saying, hey, uh, let's, we should just have a vote. So that way Joe Manchin would have to go on the record. He would have to vote in front of the American people, uh, and he'd have to explain his vote to the people of West Virginia. Uh, so that was uh, Bernie Sanders making that case. The interesting thing is that during an interview with a West Virginia radio station this morning, Senator Manchin responded to Bernie Sanders and said this. I think for the last month, I've been telling people, they keep saying, Joe, where are you? What are we going to do? How about this? And all of my colleagues are getting very frustrated. I could understand that. And I said, gentlemen and ladies, it's time to vote. Just vote. I'm not going to tell you where they want to guarantee up front. I said, I can't guarantee anything up front. Just vote. You'll find out where I am. Oh, they don't want to do that. I said, well, you're going to have to. I said, you can't continue like this, but they did. I just said vote, and I'm still saying it's hot. And then I think Bernie yesterday on CNN says, I want Manchin. We put it on the floor. I said, Bernie, please put it on the floor. Okay. That is really interesting between uh, two within the Democratic caucus. Uh, Senator Manchin has been calling for the bill to be put on the floor. Uh, And what that really means to us, to each of us as citizens— is that they would have to debate it in front of the American people rather than just having these behind-closed-doors meetings 
with the leaders in the Senate or the House or the White House. They'd have to do it in front of the American people. So Bernie Sanders says, yeah, we should put it on the floor and force Joe Manchin to vote on it in front of the American people. Joe Manchin has been saying that for months. Yes, let's have that debate. Yes, let's have that vote. And I agree with Senator Manchin on this one. It's how every bill should be done. Put it on the floor and have a vote. It's the only way the American people can ever really know what's going on. Because if all we do is behind closed doors and they emerge from behind closed doors and they shout at each other, they point fingers, place blame, shrug their shoulders, say, not my fault, we end up with what we've got. And that's not working for the American people. And so, yes, I agree with Bernie Sanders. Yes, I agree with Joe Manchin. Put the bill on the floor, debate it. Create an opportunity for senators of both parties from every state to offer amendments and let those amendments be debated and voted on and then take a final vote. And guess what? When you have that kind of transparency, you can then have this wonderful thing that we call accountability, which we're also lacking in Washington, D.C. these days. And so I agree. Bernie Sanders is right. Joe Manchin is right. Put it on the floor. Take a vote in front of the American people. I triple dog dare you all uh, to put it on the floor and take a vote. What are you afraid of? Democrats, what are you afraid of? Republicans, what are you afraid of? Let's let's put it on the floor. Let's debate it in front of the American people and let's have a vote. Now, CNN political analyst David Gergen, who, by the way, has great perspective. He has advised communication strategy for both Republican and Democratic administrations. He was on CNN this morning uh, saying, here's some some ways maybe that the administration ought to look at what to do rolling into 2022. I think that the it's time for the White House to take one or two days with the so-called scorched earth. Uh, response, you know, and attacking him at every from every level, uh, but ultimately they do need it. They, what I, I think what will be in the president's best interest is take your shots now for a couple of days, mm-hmm. and then let this thing quiet down over the over the holidays, and then come back and figure out, okay, can we break this into pieces? You know, there are reports that there are as many fourteen different pieces you could you could uh, bring together and see if you can't get them passed. So I think that's an important little bit of strategy. So again, as we look at this, so one of the things that he's saying is, you know, you've, you've got to get a little more focus. So take a breather, take a little time out, everybody go home for the holidays and then come back uh, and you can start working. And as he mentioned, what the administration may want to do is just break it down into a little smaller pieces. Uh, David Gergen went on to discuss the benefits of breaking up the big, massive Build Back Better plan into smaller pieces and why that actually could be helpful to a lot of Democrats going into the midterm elections. At least you would get focus. Right now, this is a massive bill and it's hard to set up a message for something this massive with this many pieces. Uh, and I think if you had two or three key things that you're a top priority and say one from each one of these areas, uh, then I think that you can take that to the public and, and really put pressure on mention and put pressure on the Congress to go ahead and pass these things. And it would it would allow them to go into the midterm, allow the Democrats to go into the midterm with something to show for all their effort. Right now, you know, they, they're going to pay a huge price because they're in charge and yet they're not running the show. 
Yeah, people forgot, you know, I think they took a huge gamble in the White House to do this. They, the president yeah. basically most of his chip on the table on this one play. And to have that now go south for him, you know, has hurt him badly in terms of his political, his public reputation. You know, he's no Lyndon Johnson. He's no Franklin Roosevelt. And we've now learned but he can be Joe Biden. And he can be Joe Biden who's doing important things for the country that he can then talk about. And other Democrats can talk about heading into the midterms. So that's some really interesting perspective there. Again, breaking it down into smaller pieces, uh, the president could actually get some wins that would be helpful. Uh, I, it's interesting that he said that the president took too big a gamble. He put all his chips on the table in one big massive bill where if he had just broken it up into smaller bills, there could have been a lot of victories and even some momentum moving forward. So this then becomes really Bill Clinton presidency part two. Will President Biden recognize the need to tack away from the extreme left and get to some smaller, bite-sized, chewable, doable pieces that the American people can understand, that the Congress can support, and that the country can move forward with. That's really the test of all of this. Now, the battle continues to rage in Washington today. Uh, Jen Psaki is in the middle of this debate between the president and Joe Manchin. Uh, we're going to listen into some of her press conference today, some of her remarks coming up next. With Lloyd Matheson on KSL News Radio. Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow the letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts.